This is February 19, 1986. Julie Strong and Martha Hartzog interviewing, interviewing Dr. Bede Eugene Connor at his home at 3111 East 13th Street in Austin. The topic is Bike Enterprise on the 400 block of East 6th Street in Austin between 1890 and 1920. Well, uh, San Jacinto in East 6th Street? No. Uh, San Jacinto and uh, you know where, you know where the uh, theater is on, on, on San Jacinto going down the hill to 6th Street at the wrist? And it turned it into something else, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, anyhow, you just come down the San Jacinto. Uh -huh. Going south? Going towards 6th Street. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Our, uh, my office was right on the corner of the alley at 607 uh -huh. San Jacinto. Right. It's now a, a, a Greek cafe. Yes. They renovate. That well, that's uh -huh. where my office was. Uh -huh. My granddaughter and uh, my two granddaughters and uh, my uh, daughter were visiting me here. And I said, come on, let's go downtown and let me show you how 60 has improved. That mm -hmm. was known as 60. Mm -hmm. And uh, excuse me, I said, I can't smoke anymore, so I, I just you chew. You can't chew, huh? Yeah, I just, <laughs> Paid twenty six dollars for number one. Cigar chew. <laughs> I like the one that made in San Antonio. Uh huh. And I um, I brought her back there, and it's the dining room. It, it, they haven't changed it, but very little. Uh -huh. My office reception room was there and then my private office, and then back further where they've got a kitchen or something mm -hmm. with the rest of my office. Mm -hmm. And the fellow is a, is a Greek, mm -hmm. and he was born in France. I introduced him to my daughters, and uh, uh, they had studied in France, and uh, uh, they got to talking French, mm -hmm. they speaking French. And we didn't get a word in edgewise anymore. They had a wonderful time. Now, and you are you you doing this uh, uh, literary survey, uh, starting with uh, the Lashwa's drugstore mm -hmm. in that block between Trinity and Natchez, I believe it is. Uh huh. So, what I'm doing is I'm. I know who the businessmen and businesswomen were on that block. I've got a list here of about 90 names of people who were there over the 30-year period of time. Very few of these people were there. Perhaps no one was there for the entire 30-year period of time, but a, but a good number of them were there a long time. Um, so I'm going to be asking you questions I'd like to know about yourself, first of all. Uh, your history in Austin fact that you were a doctor and where you were educated and how you decided to become a doctor. I also want to know about your memories of, of Sixth Street at the earliest time that you can remember and I'll be constantly asking you for dates. Uh, well, sure. I don't know about the dates, but I can tell you now. 
that you take it while it's on my mind. I came to Austin in 1937 okay. to take over the practice of Dr. C.H. Christian, okay. who died shortly before I got here. Uh -huh. He had written me and asked me to come and uh, take over his practice because he was sick and he wanted to go to the farm. I uh, was practicing at that time in Cameron, Texas, uh -huh. and uh, had a very good practice, but no money. Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, pra uh, practice extended in a radius of 25 miles, four ways. Uh -huh. uh, this, he died about the time cotton picking and gathering it was to come off, so I had to wait until I collected my little money before I came over here. He died before I got here. Uh -huh. and I came to his funeral. You did? And, uh, was that in 1937? Um, yes, somewhere in, uh, in yes, pretty close to, well, 36, I guess, because I came to the funeral, then I, but I told, uh, I came to the funeral to tell them that I couldn't take, it. couldn't come over here because I had just built a home, just built a home in our uh, camera, mm -hmm. beautiful place like this, large like this, and I had, had my money out, and I didn't have any money, country doctor especially the black doctors didn't have any money back then. Uh, I had mules and cows and wagons and things like that that oh, the no. people had given me train. on and yeah. uh, So I, I, Mrs. Christian, after the funeral, while I went by to say, uh, say hello to her, begged me, please come. I will stick with you. It's a good feel here. And if you come, you ought to do well. So I went back home and told my wife, and she didn't come out here. So I told her, she said, now what you do, you and your wife and your daughter, Georgia, stay, I have a room upstairs. This is Mrs. Christian. Mrs. Christian. Uh -huh. Give me this break. And I know you don't have the money, and uh, if you will come, I'll help you. Mm -hmm. So That's I went nice. back home, Miss Connor said, all right, you, I'll, whatever you decide. So Miss so Connor decided to come with you? No, no. I left them in, in Cameron, but I knew I had plenty of food, didn't have any money, uh -huh. but I had plenty of food and everybody knew them, and the house was just finished, practically new. So when I left them enough money to manipulate on until I got settled here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I came up and uh, stayed here about 30 days. And then I went uh, back, got Mr. Mm, 
He was the only Negro trans country freeman that that see uh, he and another he and a white fella had 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 the biggest uh, hauling. Mm-hmm. It's not like trailway now, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were little 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 folks, uh, and and uh, and. Uh, they were in Cameron. No, here. Here. Uh-huh. And uh, he, he, his 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 son was a uh, white uh, 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 assistant dean at Houston Tillerson College. Mm-hmm. He specialized in some work, but anyway. He brought he all my things up here for me, <laughs> and he has some cold quilts. I used to take quilts and hand lay over the front. Of this. And she can't. Yeah. All right. Okay. Come in now and don't fall. Yeah. How you doing? How are you? Martha Hart's on. Martha, come on. You two women got me here. I'm helping Start. out. Yeah. Take her out. Now, you, you got enough room there? Plenty of room. All right, now here's your little thing if you want to say. Oh, good. Are you a little. Table. Yeah. Thank you. Is that enough room in here for you? That's fine. All right, I'm going to make this real short now. Our, uh, uh, we finally, he brought me over here and he had my little furniture <laughs> covered with these old quilts. <laughs> the furniture was bad as the quilt. <laughs> they unloaded this stuff out at Miss Christian's house. Uh-huh. Now, Miss Christian's home is where, you know where Delosh's home is here? Yes. The one that turned it over to Parenthood? Yes. Well, right across the street is the Atlanta Life Insurance Company. Uh-huh. That was the Christian home. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I had the, the, the room upstairs in the, what we call a loft. And uh, the first call I had when I got here was on a Sunday night. Dr. Yearwood had a patient by the name of Ms. Sampson. Uh-huh. And she lived out in, what's that, Wheatsville, where they, the, the Negro neighborhood is, and the whites are kicking in and they built West them. of the yeah, out, of the University? Yeah, out yes. 12th Street. You go out 12th Street, East 12th. That's not Wheatsville. Is that Masonton? This side of Wheatsville. And that may be called... Oh, Clarksville. Clarksville. Yeah. Well, anyway, they got a historic school mark That's out right. Here. Anyhow, I didn't know anything about Austin. He told me how to go and I finally found this place. Well, at that time, you had to cross a creek. Mm-hmm. And the creek runs through that, through there, and uh, it's full of rocks and everything. Finally, I found a house and uh, saw Miss Sampson, and they were very, her husband and the family were very nice. And they seemingly were pleased with the services I rendered. She seemed to get better. And, uh, I left. I'm my way back to town. So she, I don't know what, what they, they paid. They paid me a little bit. They, they paid me for the call. I think it was about three or four dollars mm-hmm. for the call. And Dr. Yearwood, uh, Dr. Yearwood is was the father 
of Dr. Connie Yearwood, right. who was worked in the health department here for years. Mm -hmm. Yes, I spoke yeah. with Dr. Yearwood, and she yeah. told me about you. Yeah, she was. We were formerly married. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, so that brings us up to that date. Mm -hmm. What else you want to know? Okay, so what Dr. Connors just told me right is that he came to Austin in 1937 from Cameron, Texas, where, as he says, he was a country doctor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he had a lot of patients, but no money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, one of the things I would like to do is ask you about some of the early doctors whom I know were here, and maybe your tenure here in Austin overlapped with some of these people who were on my block. I'd like to know what you know about them. I'd also like to ask you some questions about how the medical the medical profession among blacks worked around the fact that segregation was in, in effect and that hospitals were not, that black doctors didn't I have privileges. You were in the middle of it, okay. Doctor, like uh, I located, as I told you, on Sandy Center Street. I met some of the finest men in, yes, darling, in the city, yeah. Let's go. I'll go get, I'll get up and do it. Sorry. I'm located at 607 Sandy Center Street. Okay. Country the doctors here made calls at that time. Oh, so you didn't have patients coming into your office? I said they made we made calls, and the, and patients came to my office. Mm -hmm. but they don't make calls now. Right. So you go to the office. Uh. Uh. I had the privilege of knowing some of the finest men in the field of medicine, both black and white. Among the whites was Dr. Z.T. Scott, father of uh, actor Zachary Scott. Would Dr. Scott treat black patients? Yes. I'm getting to that now. Uh -huh. We didn't have it. We had fine uh, relationship. Uh, doctor, I assisted Dr. Uh, Z.T. Scott in surgical cases of mine. At the hospital? No. Uh, this came later. Uh -huh. uh, Dr. Happy Scott was related to Dr. Z.T. Scott. Uh -huh. He was also a surgeon. How is it that Dr. Happy Scott and Dr. Z.T. Scott happened to treat black patients? Was that common? Well, let me, we're going to get to the black and white thing. Okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 I didn't. Uh, now, you understand now we got that much. Uh-huh. Now, they were in surgery. Okay. Uh, The big problem was, we, I'm fresh out of medical school and out of a residency in a 
in a, an accredited hospital. I come to Austin as supposed to be a, a city, and I can't take my patients to the only city hospital in town, Breckenridge, and admit them and treat them. That was the basis, all right. I could bring them there and leave them, and they would assign white doctor to take care of them. All right, now, so Dr. Z, uh, Dr. Z, uh, Z. T. Scott <coughs> and I got, uh, I, I met him and he was impressed with me and I was impressed with him. Mm -hmm. So I took, took the matter up with him and he stuck his neck out to help me. Uh, first of all, we wanted to get in, to get to the to the staff. We wanted to become members of the Breckenridge Hospital staff, sure. where we could see cases, hear the reports on cases, and con make contact with the busy leading doctors of that hospital. We were denied that privilege. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the reasons why. Number one, you can't be a member of the staff of any hospital unless you're a member of the County Medical Society. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can't be a member of the County, you can't be a member of the American Medical Society unless you're a member of the County Medical Society. Mm -hmm. See? So, you, you, the, the, the County Medical Society, number one, permits me to be a member of the, of the uh, staff at the city hospital mm -hmm. or any hospital. All right. But I couldn't, I wasn't a member of the Medical Society. So, you see, I got to start off and try to open the door in the medical society. Mm -hmm. Got that? Yes. All right. Now, there's always a nice thing to have some friends. I discussed this matter with Dr. Z.T. Scott. We went on and I said, now, Dr., you, 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 making a, you all are making a mistake. He said, what's the matter, Doc? He said, now, I was trained in a modern up-to-date hospital in Kansas City, Kansas City General Number One. Mm -hmm. It was associated with Kansas City General Number Two, right across the street. It was a state, uh, a city-operated hospital. That was where you served your internship. Yeah, internship. Mm -hmm. All right. He said, uh, "I said now, I'm over here practicing among my people, trying to elevate them, and then." field of health, try to take care of that, illnesses, and I can't continue to give them the very best of uh, medical uh, 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 medical service very long because 
in a two, I've been out of uh, medical school so many years. I've been out of the hospital so many years, but I have no contacts here in Austin, you see? So this effectively would cut you out of your peers, contact with your that, peers. That's right. It was, I wouldn't care so much about the peers as I was. What result I was going to get, my patients were mm -hmm. going to get mm -hmm. from me. You out of school three years, you either lost or you won. You lost your, 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 your tentative uh, 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 contact with the professors, see, unless you get away to, to medical school, medical convention, or <coughs> whatever, see. Oh, I said, now, your, 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 and, 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 and we have to look after the health problem of the black, of the Negroes here. Mm -hmm. we, would call, we call them Negroes. Call them black now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As a, now, if if we're going to be out of school and no contacts except the contact we have among ourselves, how modern can we be? You without see? access to those hospitals. As, without access to not only the hospital but the the medical staff. See, uh -huh. the the, the medical society. So he said, that's all right, doctor, we'll look after that. He went to work. Mm -hmm. The first thing I knew, we got a notice from the, uh, the, 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 the staff at, uh, at, uh, right. at uh, Breckenridge that we were permitted to attend, ah. see, attend the staff meetings of Breckenridge Hospital. Okay, when uh, did this occur, Dr. Connor? Oh, About the year. Honey, I can't tell you that. Late it's, 1930s, early 40s? Oh, it's, no, it, it, late 30s. Okay. Late 30s. Mm -hmm. Now, that worked nicely. Then I went to see him again. I said, "Well, doctor, <laughs> we, you see, you got easy, easy in there, easy. You break the ice, gender, Westman. Uh, try to thaw it. You can't do it all at once." I said, "Doctor, now we are listening to the uh, lectures and the things and the possibilities of uh, uh, the contact with the doctors." What's the chance of uh, getting into the medical society? <laughs> well, you see, if you made friends, I had a good friend, a doctor, uh, I had made contact with some very fine men here. Uh, 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 he, he retired from uh, medicine, he was in, in tuberculosis. Uh, that was his specialty, tuberculosis, chest disease. And uh, uh, who was this man? I'm trying, I'm trying to think of it now. Uh, he's retired now. 
but in, anyway, I'll get out. I remember. So I had Dr. Blaustone, B L A U S T O N E, Dr. Happy Scott, Dr. Z T Scott, and uh, Blaustone was white. Yeah, all of these white. Mm -hmm. uh, this gentleman, can you reach that book right there, darling, right there, and it says the guy. Which one is it? The one next to the right, right there. This no, one? yeah. Mm -hmm. Peavy committed suicide, killed himself. He fine old scout. Mm -hmm. He go to town bad for me. He was a big shot at at, at Breckenridge Hospital. He was in surgery. Mm -hmm. uh, he would treat black patients too. Oh, he, they made their money off of black patients. Until we came in here to cut some of that out. Yeah. See, they they were running. They 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 had they had the day. Uh, Dr. Z T Scott didn't. Uh, Z T Scott didn't. He would operate on them, but he wasn't looking for practice of it. Yeah, but doctor, they cut them out yeah. so they could control the Dr. income. Dryden controlled the black practice over here. Doctor Dryden. Doctor Dryden. Bud Dryden. I remember. He's he my best cancer. friend. And he said, Doc, you killing me. He said, what's the matter? You my biggest competitor. competitor. Uh -huh. He said, now what he had is a black nurse that knew all the people, and we'd operate on them or anything like that. Then uh, if any of them died, he and the nurse would go to the funeral, see? to the patient's funeral. So all the, all the survivors would see them? Yeah, yeah. yeah right. But I beat he, Dr. Dryden, Dr. and I was talker. Dryden couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. I made all the churches. Mm -hmm. I built all the clubs. I knew all the riffraff from the high class and the muck to muck. And we fought each other, and, and, and they built very nicely. You and Dr. He, Dryden? Yeah, we were mm -hmm. good friends. And he, I, we were eating the other day in the, in, at, at, at one of the cafeterias. Uh, we we talked, stopped eating, coming. Hey, Dr. Connor. And we we chat. But anyway, uh, that's the way that thing. Well, now, how did the black doctors who lived and worked in like the teens and 20s, you must have known some of them when you got here. They were still practicing. 
Dr. Gibbons, Dr. How, Dr. How, what? how did they keep their practices going? What did they have to do? They worked, but they had their practice. Mm -hmm. We had a safe, yeah. we, we didn't have trouble about the practice. But there was something, let me tell you one, and I guess I'm among the whites too. There was certain, wait a minute, blacks or Negroes that I couldn't go in to see. Why not? I wasn't big enough. I was too little. I just came to town. I had no reputation. Dr. Yearwood had been here for years, Dr. Gibbons, and uh, 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 they, had they had them, and that not only did they have them, they, 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 they didn't only have them, but they didn't have them sometimes, see? They, 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 now and then other guy, male clerks, teachers, preachers, all that bunch wouldn't go to black doctors. He doesn't know enough. Oh, oh really? Nah, he didn't say it, but I told so the educated blacks you're talking I, about. I, I, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Uh -huh. The educated blacks. They wanted to My pastor. My principal and all of them, but that's all right. I fixed. It. So that's one reason why the white doctors were doing so well. They, they, the they, black were, they, 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 they would go there, and uh, and I was getting three dollars and two dollars, not more than five, and they <coughs> got five up to ten. Mm -hmm. That's about as much as he was able to pay, mm -hmm. and they got swing. If he got hurt on the job, white doctor was in on the insurance, oh. the, the, the insurance board, mm -hmm. accident board. Mm -hmm. He got that patient. The uh, one of my good friends was a doctor at uh, 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 at uh, not only that doc that place, but he was. They had different places that they w w were the doctors for uh, night at night hall. A good friend of mine, Dr. Tadaro, mm -hmm. was the, the, the doctor down at night, one of the night homes. It's a certain business. So if you get hurt mm -hmm. or anything, you go to the company doctor, Dr. Tadaro, see? Uh -huh. uh, Dr. Smith, the doc and a lot of the doctors got these positions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, they get, now, that was a long time before Negroes ever worked at BDNO. It was not until old man uh, uh, Brian Deffen oh. off, off of school. Oh, yeah, the black one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the black one that mm -hmm. right after. Uh, 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 the principal who had been there for years died, and they got another one, a younger man uh, who became principal of that uh, BDNO, mm -hmm. and uh, he put me and Dr. Sidney White, Dennis Owen, and a uh, Negro nurse that in charge, mm -hmm. and I stayed there for 12, 15 years. So it was very important for a doctor, be he black or white, to get that foot into the door of a business or an institution because that amplified your access to potential clients. Yeah, it gave right? you a steady client base. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah, well now you see the advantage 
the advantage that the company doctor had. Now you take old man now, uh, he's dead now, but anyhow, he was surgeon for railroads, uh -huh. companies and things of that sort, and he had that, he, he didn't have to worry about any private practice. Uh, is it your impression that that sort of network existed before you came to Oh Austin. yeah, oh, all the way yeah. back to nineteen. Yeah, and still exists. Still exists. Uh -huh. And we have to be able to break into it. Uh -huh. See, well, I never did get into the uh, uh, industrial medicine. Uh -huh. See, because I was so busy with my private business. I had the school, uh -huh. had the school, and I had my private, private. medicine. Uh -huh. So I was getting along pretty good, but not making any money. See, they because were, you were still too new in town. No, 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 no. You just the one in the mainstream. You got to get it. I'm dealing with a bunch of poor black folks over here. You got to get those rich clients. It, 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 now you you got to get a, a, a cross section Negroes from all. The teachers are about the highest paid. Yeah. And the preacher, well, he got some money. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, among our people, we just didn't have any. Mm -hmm. Until the wall broke out. Mm -hmm. When the wall broke out, everybody was making money. Mm -hmm. And patent leather shoes and mm -hmm. these hot saffron mock suits. You know, he, he did, when he worked for the, the government, he's making money, which he never made before. Mm -hmm. the, the, the patients I used to have were cooks that lived in, and they were doing fine, lived in the garage, up over the garage. Well, for some of the rich families. Mm -hmm. See, Austin. But they could only pay you a dollar or two dollars. Well, yeah, dollar. but they, they didn't have much to pay. Austin was always, were you born a Redian? No. Austin was made up when I came here, and even before, of about six rich families. Mm -hmm. They controlled Austin. Mm -hmm. And it was not until Mr. Miller when Miller was made mayor, mm -hmm. that also made a little progress. And, after it, and it did not move. Toward, toward diversifying the control. It, mm -hmm. you know, he spreading made a new deal. They kept him back. Mm -hmm. He had money, but he has political power. But the thing that made Austin, started Austin off, was the man that owned the Lincoln, the Lincoln Automobile Company. Uh, uh, Mayor Butler. Not no. Butler. Butler. He's the one. That, oh, he owned Roy the, Butler. Roy Butler. Roy Butler. Yeah. He, he owned the the, the, the brewery company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. And he he was big man, and he reached out and got one of our black boys and put him on got him on the council for which he didn't do a doggone thing. He could have at least helped us. Who was that? Uh, whatever his name is. Snell. No, 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 no not, not Snell. The oh, first. Oh, oh, the one who was with IBM or something. The one who yeah. was real. Yeah. Yeah. Real good looking and. Well, I don't know how good looking he was, but well, he was, I mean, he's made large me and sick. He was, uh, you know, yeah, I couldn't stand it. But yeah, anyway. it was in the 1940s. Uh -huh. Oh, this was in the 60s. That's doing Butler's. That was doing. Yeah. It was doing the 60s. And Mr. Butler yeah, was, was, he, uh, he was the first, that's right. Yeah, that's right. he was the first. Now, he, 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 he understand, now, you know, being on the council or any, 
anything like that. You don't have it all. But you can be diplomatic enough to outwork with you for what you do. You work with me for what I sure. do. Now that's the way Snell has done. Yeah. Snell is smooth and he's he's in a hot spot over there and there with the county. Yeah. But he's really doing the job. You ought to go out there and look at that plant where they where the uh, truck where the trucks are. Mm -hmm. Hmm. The office clean. Intelligent people that work in the staff, and the guy that drives the truck got a pair uniform on that's been washed and pressed. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of the network with the, for instance, with the older doctors when you arrived, uh, did, were they helpful to the young man coming in on the scene? They were helpful to me because I knew how to uh, approach them and deal with them, and I told them what our problem was. The first thing to do was to open up Brackenridge Hospital. And in order to do that, we'd have to get in the County Medical Society. Well, were you the first one to have this idea to yeah, open up Brackenridge Hospital? I was Ridge the Hospital? one that started it, started the fight. Well, how did the Gibbons and Yearwood and, and those people, how did they become successful? Well, it, 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 uh, uh, you mean the old man or the daughter? The old man. The old man. Well, they just came in and they, just like I was down in the country. I was the only Negro doctor down there. And of course, I had sense enough to work with the white doctors that, who were already there were in power. Mm -hmm. And as a result, they, a lot of them didn't want to treat the blacks, see, except in, in the, on, on a, uh, occasion. A lot of the white doctors whom you were working Down with in, in the, the country. country. Mm -hmm. You see, and uh, finally, you you got to you got to give something to get something. My daddy used to say, "You got to go along to get along." That's right. And I I went down there not trying to get into this. I went down there, darling, and started a health program, American Benevolent Health Society. Where did you start this? At Cameron, Texas. Oh. Mm -hmm. See, now they had just started a hospitalization insurance company here in Austin. It was a young, it was young. That hadn't. Was it for blacks or for everybody? White. It uh -huh. was white. See, it was for everybody, but the white started it. <coughs> See, the hospitalization insurance. Now, I didn't have any money. The people didn't have any money, but we started what is known as the American Benevolent Health Society. Mm -hmm. I took my secretary, trained her as a nurse. Simple things about nursing. somebody who's going to be a black doctor, did they prepare you at all for sort of the realities of what your practice would be like? They didn't prepare as a, as we, we, we for, for black doctor. They prepared us. Meharry is one of the best schools 
for a young man to go through medical school. We didn't have all the fancy equipment. Mm -hmm. We didn't have the fancy professors and research. We knew bedside manner. Mm -hmm. We knew how to contact patients. We were dedicated to try to find out what was wrong with mm -hmm. the patient. And uh, if we didn't know, we were taught to see, seek information from somebody else, and if he didn't, if he couldn't get it from him, get it somewhere, read, keep up, and that, that's where we That's good advice see. for anything. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what we did. Now, we, we, we had a reputation of having the best bedside <coughs> manner for general practitioners. We knew how to go in and get into the mind and heart of the patient. And we were dedicated to it. And some of the things I find today, they, they for Dr. So-and-so, he's a specialist in the foot or the eye or the nose or the mm -hmm. gut. And he just walks in. And mm -hmm. I have one of my friends treat me. And, they, and he sit, sit up on the table with the doctor. I'm a blood pressure. She has to put the stethoscope up on him. Say, hell, don't put that thing on my shirt. You can't hear my heart. <laughs> he just died laughing. He said, all right now. Well, why did you decide you wanted to be a doctor? Well, I've always wanted to be a doctor. For my, uh, my uncle was a doctor in, in Waco, Dr. G.S. Connor. A good one, a well-trained, well-educated man. He went to a medical school? Yeah, he went to Flint. Flint? Flint Medical School. We didn't have but two schools for Negroes to go to. What were they? That about? was uh, uh, Meharry Medical College and Howard University, mm -hmm. and also Flint College at, at Flint University of Flint College. They call it the University. Well, they had well, a medical department that's down in New Orleans. New So did you did you grow up in Waco or did you grow up in No, Canada? no. I, I'm from, I came from the country out from uh, uh, Texarkana oh. and born in a cabin, log cabin out there. And uh, as a little, my father was a farmer and a country school teacher. My mother was a country school teacher. And he had so many children. And Mama had so many children, but the first husband, their husband and wife died. Mm -hmm. And they left 17 little oh, nice. brats there. <laughs> for, for my, my Mama met, they met in uh, Hope, Arkansas, mm -hmm. at a convention, you know, you had associations and all. So they met and coded and got married. Mm -hmm. uh, Papa needed to get married all them children. <laughs> and Mama was saying, my mother, took was mother for both of these seven children. And my half-brother that died not long ago was a babe in arms when Mama took him. And he couldn't say Miss Queen, her name was Queen, Viola Connor. And he couldn't say Miss Queen, he said Miss Chief. <laughs> and you 
will see all those kids, brown, <coughs> yellow, and everywhere, they all together. You wouldn't know that they weren't the same children, except you call them by their name. Mm -hmm. And that's my theory about this race business. We had 17, and every doggone one of those kids had a different attitude, a different outlook, mm -hmm. a different color. Their hair was different. My sister that died not long ago, she was brighter than you are, mm -hmm. and has traveled all over the United States. But then they had some blacker than that thing. Mm -hmm. Well, but every one of them were Connors, mm -hmm. and every one of them came under the same rules and regulations of that family if they stayed there. Did they all get education? And they got education if they wanted it. Mm -hmm. Every one of them got it except one. Mm -hmm. Douglas, that baby boy that mama raised. But he was a mechanic, a genius. He could tear part of pieces, put it back together, and couldn't write his own name. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, there are people, everybody's. And you couldn't beat him. You couldn't beat him out of any, anything. Come on, I'm so rambling Would you now. go to you? see your, your uncle in Waco and that's where you decided you'd be a doctor? No, I went to see my uncle. But where I got an impression to be a doctor was Dr. G.U.